Welcome to our Agile Tales, where we share the various successes and trials we've encountered as we navigate corporate levels and political waters to transform the business to be adaptable to this forever changing world. Today, we continue where we left off last time with Joe Justice as we discuss Agile at Tesla. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, please do so before listening to this one. A little bit about Joe before we start. Joe works globally as an interim executive for Agile organizations, bringing multinational companies twice the work in half the time. He's a TEDx speaker and a guest lecturer at both MIT and Oxford University in England. In 2006, he applied Agile to automotive manufacturing, founded Team Wikispeed, and set four world records. Joe joined Tesla in 2020, where he operated Agile at Tesla from the company headquarters. Let's welcome Joe back as we bring him on to explore Agile at Tesla. Thank you so much for rocking with me today. Let's dive right in. Let's talk about the levels. You said they're almost flat and yeah. uh, don't really have levels per se, right? And even though, yes, they're managing but it's not what other companies w- would think of it. It's just different roles because there's no department. Can you maybe expand that a little bit? I understand there's no career growth per se, but is there any kind of notion of a reward and recognition? Is there any kind of notion of performance, like doing well or any kind of incentives or bonus? And if so... How are those being determined? Yeah, there's maybe two useful ways to come at this. One is, how do we map what this is, how Tesla operates in terms of rewards and recognition to what most of us are familiar with, not everybody, but in terms of a hierarchical structure and a ladder to climb? How do we map? And then the other is, from a human perspective, what's the purpose of a ladder to climb? And how else would you solve for that purpose? Let me start at the second one. So if you had a Shiba Inu, if you had a Doge, and you were helping that Shiba Inu learn a new skill, you're helping it learn shake or house, return to its house or jump or something, cute things maybe, you would want a really immediate feedback loop of doing the desired behavior from the desired prompt and reward. You'd want a really fast recognition that it did something useful. Now, a dog understands things like a clicker or a treat or a treat and a clicker. They can get that. And it's rewarding all by itself, even just the clicker, right? I don't know how many people have ever trained dogs or watched many dog training YouTubes, but it is. It triggers a serotonin release in the dog where they say, I did the good thing. And you're not even getting the treat anymore, necessarily. The clicker itself releases the serotonin. And you can have a very fast feedback loop. Well, what happens if the trainer, especially really early in the process, gives the recognition too late or at the wrong timing? It's confusing and demotivating. Mm -hmm. So step one for this Doge example, Shiba Inu, is a really fast feedback loop at the right time. Really fast reinforcement. Well, this comes back to the apps and the monitors. You've got the fast feedback loop. That happened. It's so instantaneous. And it's these really optimized visualizations. The design disciplines and human factors and UI and UX people 
people with that skill are really respected and given a lot of opportunity and they get to work on everything. So you have all these feedback loops and in Agile at Tesla, this is a lot of what I spent my time doing. We Agilists call it definition of ready and definition of done, which is what do I want to reward? When do you have the clicker, the response? Now we don't have a clicker for people and people aren't Shiba Inus, but we still perform well with a fast feedback loop to learn new skills and understand and get that serotonin release. We do. In a company like Tesla, you have heat maps and you see more green and less orange and red and yellow or purple even, depending on what's being modeled, uh, less crosshairs or other certain types of information. And you have this at a glance, super rapid feedback loop on, did you just improve the state of the art? And the machine learning and the visualizations are good enough. And sometimes there's even sounds. I mean, they absolutely gamify it. It feels good that you can, if you want to self-optimize super quickly. So that's the value of a skills building part of a corporate ladder of a hierarchy. Then another is making sure the decision is made in the place where there's the right amount of information. So if you have someone with so much experience, 40 years experience, and they've seen it all before in a sense, it may be a really good strategy to stream key decisions through them because there's a certain type of knowledge that we might not even know how to say or acknowledge, but we know this person has what we could call a great intuition, whatever it is, because there's some things we don't know how to phrase well, and they're able to catch some types of problems before they happen. So stream information in front of this really senior person. 40 years ago, the tooling that we're using at Tesla wasn't even close to existing. 40 years ago, the machinery, the ML, the machine learning, even the company structure, there aren't people with 40 years of experience in this. So you can't, it'd be great if we did. You can't. So you need to do something else. You need instead to put as much of the meaningful information in as understandable a way as practical in front of the people doing the work so they can make their own decision because that's your alternate. And because the people doing the work are learning faster than anyone else. And so you want good information in front of them. And that solves for the leadership dilemma. And that's why you have self-managing teams. But you can't have self-managing teams without, as much as we know, the responsible information immediately in front of them. If only the procurement group knows which suppliers deliver high quality, you can't have teams do their own procurement because only the procurement group has that information. But if that information is rolling up in real time across your phone, you can. And then you don't have a procurement group except to maybe audit what rolls up across your phone. And now you have self-procuring teams. For more information on that, I absolutely am an enormous fan of Merkel Kleiner's work with lean agile procurement or lap. They're just ninjas. They absolutely get this. They get that vendors are actually partners and they've really made the agility of that a repeatable science. I'm super impressed. I took Mirko's course and he nailed it and the whole lap group. So you don't need a leader as a bottleneck for a decision if the decision can be made responsibly at the point of work. 
So the focus is instead on making the decision responsibly at the point of work, which means immersing in information. So now you have actually a design problem. How do you get the right amount of information beautifully, easily, attractively, non-distractingly in front of people at the point of work? And Tesla's really good at design. They're really good design and they're really good at machine learning. Those are core competencies and they're pervasive across everywhere in the company. So you have fast serotonin release through these ML systems on your phone and on the screens. And that replaces this urge to climb a corporate ladder that doesn't exist. That makes the satisfaction. Then you don't need the responsibility of traditional leadership because the information and the other benefits of siloed focused decision-making are available to increase the responsibility of making the decision at the point of work. So now truly everyone can do it. Now, what still exists are certain legal requirements and norms, they're not all laws, that are frankly just easier having something called a plant manager or a general manager or a safety officer. So those roles are occupied with names by people who are skillfully trained in those roles. Now the training is streamed from your phone, so anyone can do it at any time, anyone can be GM. You can stream the training from your phone. And if the person that's already in the GM role is really good at it and doesn't want to not do it, it's not like you can just kick them out. I mean, now you have infighting or whatever. But if that person says, I actually really want to go spend more time at SpaceX, or I really want to go spend more time helping stand up Giga Berlin, who is interested in this? There's now a very known, very clear path to make sure you're masterful in the skills required to hold that post. So it's much more like holding a post than any type of ladder. My first day of employment, I went into the operating hive of the center of one of the major production facilities and actually collaborated on some of the plant running operations in my first few hours there. Anybody can do that because you have fast feedback loops. All right. Well, I will ask you about salary stuff later on. Not right now. I'm curious when people leave Tesla to other companies, because nobody actually stays in one company all their lives. So when they do leave, how do those, like this way of Tesla's working, they don't even have the same levels and stuff. How does that translate to other companies? Because other companies are going to look at, okay, what position were you in your previous company and all that. So how does that even translate when people leave Tesla and go to other companies? So you can refer to the posts that you've occupied and say, I've been plastics manager or whatnot. You can refer to posts that you've occupied and that can work. HR can help map what you've actually done to traditional structures and help provide you with exit packages to help place you. It's a really collaborative, loving feeling most of the time. I'm not gonna say any company's perfect, but it's really good. So when someone decides to leave, or even if you're told to leave, you're still assisted. So you're supported in translating what you actually have done to something other companies might be able to understand. And you're reminded of the parts you don't get to share, and you're reminded of the parts you do get to share. So you can be a contributing member of society. What else about that? There's another point I wanted to make that I might recall exactly to your point, Manway, but yeah, intriguing question. The salary point, I think maybe I can hit right now. I know you said you want to save it for later, like dessert. 
everyone's paid about the same, no matter what you're doing and no matter how long you've been there, you're encouraged to buy stock. The game is stock should make you millions and your salary should be inconsequential. And that's it. That's the game. You're not trying to amp the stock or pump the stock. You're trying to increase the pace of innovation sustainably, which pumps the stock. There's awesome employee stock plan. You get multiples of free stock on top of any stock you buy. Your strike price is amazing. It's really encouraged and it's made really good. Yes, someone could choose to not engage and that would really be too bad. But the game is stock's really good. It's awarded to you in really good, respectful, transparent ways. You have teams whose job it is to make you understand what blackout dates may be, to make it really easy for you to engage. It's one of the apps that gets loaded for you. That is your salary, really, because your actual salary is a minimum, arguably livable wage for almost everyone, no matter what you're doing. Elon's actually not paid. The company got him an awesome jet. He's got access to some awesome stuff, but actually employees can use those jets too. And they do. It's a really flat, respectful company. So you have a certain wage so that you could get a mortgage. You've got a salary statement. You could get a mortgage. You can get rent. You could qualify for credits and loans. You have this stable income. I applied for a mortgage while I was at Tesla. They understood my base income, but far and away, stock is your compensation. So your focus shouldn't be on anything but the mission and contributing, right? That plan actually reinforces that more appropriate mindset. I see. So people basically are not focusing on getting salary raises, but actually focusing on the mission, which will actually pump up the stock price, which, well, you have stocks. Very interesting concept. Because most people in Tesla are either already millionaires and they're there because they want to be because of the stock or they're buying into the stock plan as fast as they can because they just recently joined. So you don't need a career path. A significant number of the people in whatever team you're on are already millionaires anyway. So they're not going to fight you for your fiefdom. They don't care. They're there for the mission. They already could be doing whatever they want. And they are. That's what they want to do. Wow. That is very radical. Very interesting to be in that kind of environment. I'd like to go back to a little bit on your onboarding. You mentioned that teams pick you or the company picks you and teams just pick from a pool. And I also know that you had mentioned previously that teams can get formed every three hours. So how does team building occur? How do teams celebrate success at Tesla when these kinds of things happen? JF, you put a really fine point on something that I think makes Tesla successful. Teams pick you, and then once you've been picked by a team, you pick your team. So now that you're in, you've been picked, you've been pulled from the outside world, you then pick your team. By default, you enter the team that picked you first, but teams do organically form or reform about every three hours. So you can volunteer or other people on your team can make suggestions. And you do that based on the machine learning. So your phone and the screens tell you, here's problems, here's opportunities. Which one do you think you can increase the pace of innovation most meaningfully in the shortest amount of time? And you can pick that. Now, if everyone in the company went to just one and it wasn't practical for you to add value, it's responsible for you to self-pick the next one. 
that's again made visual so you can do it very quickly you don't have to walk halfway across the plant or fly to giga berlin before knowing that the dApps help you know which are saturated which are optimally aligned so you also pick your team and you can create new teams you can propose a new metric that then needs teams to improve and you do that through your apps wow that is definitely very different because more often we're constrained by what business tells us now you're like sky's the limit here as someone coming in thank you so much joe i just look at the time and we are actually at time and goodness we can actually speak for another hour my mind is blown there's still a lot of questions in my head so i would love to have more conversations with you joe jf it's my honor and privilege Manway, it's my honor and privilege and i will make a plug i wrote a book just before i joined tesla of everything I thought I understood about agile, agile hardware, agile management, agile capital deployment before joining Tesla is pretty close. It's published now. It's called Scrum Master, the Agile Training Seminar for Business Performance. It's in Japanese, French, and Spanish are done in translation, should be published soon. I'm looking for help translating to Portuguese, Swahili, Afrikaans next. So please tweet me at Joe Justice. If you're interested in all UN languages, I'd like to support all and even a few niche languages. I'd love to support Hindi. I do teach a two-day class that is a two-day factory tour of Tesla, Fremont, California, of the mothership. Everything I'm allowed to say. We go through plastics, stamp and die, injection molding. It's called Agile Hardware Developer. I teach that on Europe time zones, Asia time zones, and America time zones every month. You can tweet me to see about that, or you can go to my site. Currently, it's abi-agile.com and see that or the Scrum Master courses and product owner courses I do. So you know how to be an effective team member in those structures. For people who want to go even deeper, the book's pretty good. The class is excellent because it's updated every day. I was actually just updating it before recording this podcast with you two, and I'll be doing that again after this. And then the book continually evolves. There'll be a new push to LeanPub and Amazon, but should then start to include a lot more information of what I did at Tesla. So if you want to go deeper, please consider those. And for people that would like to help package what I got to learn working in some of these amazing companies, the Musk companies and a few others too, into the Musk model, or I'll call it group agile, whatever this thing is, I'd love to collaborate and help scale this across more and more industries like Rena Hellstrom is doing in Agile HR, like Mirko Kleiner is doing in procurement as an ecosystem together. Awesome groups like San Francisco, Bay Area, SF Bebam tell this story super well by bringing in industry professionals who are doing this, companies that are doing this now and helping them figure out how to articulate and condense their story in a repeatable way. And I got to be a part of it. I did a session with SF Bebam and I think the other professionals that have joined are phenomenal. The Q&A and community is great. And there's many communities all around the world for this. So let's keep crystallizing, reducing, simplifying what is actually working in this space because it's so much more effective. Tesla is worth more than all other automotive companies added together right now. All of them. They're more than three times as much as Toyota. That's yeah. how radical breakneck this is. So let's see this from more companies and more industries. Yes, agrees. For what it's worth, I did get the book just last week. So 
<laughs> I'm reading it as we speak. And I actually an early version, so I can testify that the book is good. It was already good at that time. I'll keep continuously improving. We're yeah. on sprints. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Joe, for all your insights. And you're absolutely right. Let's collaborate together just to keep simplifying and better everything. That concludes our discussion on the HR side of things for Agile Tesla. Next time, we'll explore a different area of Agile Tesla. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to our Agile Tales. Feel free to ping us on our agiletales.com.